to which we rich. Off the rip, off the rip. I gamble with my life, I'm cashing in my trips. I put a 30 or a 50 in the clip. So that's a dick or a titty on that bitch. Lately, I've been getting rich. Off the rip, back again. Episode 9. Yeah, we're bringing you guys uh, some cool content really quick. We're recording this a little bit ahead of time. We're, you know, getting ready to go home, see our family. So we just wanted to take this time to come ahead and film this shit up so we can go and enjoy our family just like you guys should. Hopefully you guys have an amazing uh, holiday, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate at this sort of time. I hope you guys have an amazing holiday. But yeah, man, we're going to talk about some cool shit now. Yeah, we're like D said, we're scheduling it up for you guys. It's actually Friday, 2 p.m. right now. Speaking of real, real-time events, we got the Vikings and Colts game going on right now. Vikings were getting absolutely shat on in the first half. It was 33-0 starting into half. The game is still going on right now as we're recording this pod. It's currently fourth quarter. But the Vikings are coming back. It's currently 28 Vikings, 36 Colts. So we'll keep you guys updated at the end of the pod who wins. But Fuck the Vikings, bro. I hope they fucking lose. <laughs> Why do you hate the Vikings? Brother, in my division. I fucking just hate them. I don't like them at all. You want them to lose? Anybody in my division, I could care less. Unless they're like the unless they're like the Detroit Lions, because I'm like, alright, you guys have got shot on for fucking a few years. Go ahead. You can win a few games. Yeah. But if you're the Vikings or the fucking Packers, I hope you guys get fucking smashed every single fucking game. <laughs> you and have that, like, personal hatred for oh, the Packers, personal. though. It's nothing else. I respect everybody's game, though. I respect fucking Justin Jefferson. I think he's the best wide receiver in he the league. He's the best wide receiver in the league. That's why I'm kind of rooting for the Vikings this season. But over, I think, bro, back, like, five years ago, the Vikings were, like, what I would consider one of the shittiest teams in the NFL. No, because they still had, uh, they had Stephon Diggs. That was when uh, the Minneapolis Miracle happened. And That's they almost. True. Yeah, they were still good. The Vikings have been good. People, but just like they haven't out. been like blowing up really well, until yeah. this season. Like they're yeah. like proving themselves pretty good. Yeah. But good thing they're recovering right now though, because if they would have gotten a fucking forty like two zero blowout from the Colts, it would have put a little bit of taint on what they've been doing. So. Oh yeah, for sure. At least they're fighting back because without fighting back, it's kind of just like just lay down and fucking die already on this game. I'm like just fucking throw up this running clock like they used to in high school. Yeah, but yeah, like we said, we're recording this Friday. We have it. We'll have it scheduled to publish on Tuesday, like usual. So we'll hit you guys up with the Instagram posts, like we usually do for the ones that care. But yeah, today we're gonna just talk about a few of the things in like the news that I thought were interesting. Shout out Mike though on those uh, Instagram posts. If you guys don't know, Mike runs most of our Instagram by making those posts for us. So big shout out Mike. I really appreciate it. But yeah. I just Thanks. wanted to give you a quick shout out. Bro, Thanks, bro. You, uh, he does some cool ones. I fucking like him. Sometimes it's hard to like try and relate. Everything try to relate we... everything that we talk about into one cohesive like image mm-hmm. for it all there. Because sometimes me and you bounce between some pretty different shit. Oh, like yeah. we'll be talking about like rap, and then we'll jump to like Einstein's <laughs> theory of relativity, and then we'll talk about football. So it's hard to like get three images that like coincide all three. So yeah, but you try your hardest. Yeah, I try. Good. I try to make it look pretty cool. But yeah. First thing I want to do t- do want to talk about is uh, Gunna. Oh, in terms of rap news, fucking he snitched. If you guys don't think he snitched, you're lying to yourself. So to give some context to the situation, uh, Young Thug and Gunna were locked up for RICO charges, like for YSL, and Gunna just got released what three days ago. Mm-hmm. And Six Nine is coming out and saying. 
fuck no, Gunna snitched. He's like, I was in that exact situation for the same exact charges, and I know the only way to get out of a RICO case is to snitch. And he's all, you know how I know? Because I snitched, and I owned up to it. So he knows that Gunna snitched. Again, we don't, we're not like for sure confirmed on whether he did or not. But if I were to put a guess, I would say Gunna definitely. If somebody said put a thousand dollars on if he snitched or didn't, I would say he snitched for yes, sure. For sure, you don't just get out of that case for no reason. You don't spend a year in prison knowing damn well. Like, you get what I mean, guys? Like you got to think about it. If he really felt he was innocent and wasn't doing a RICO case, he would have tried his ass off to get out of prison and not do that shit. No, but he pleaded guilty and got out. Yeah, but Thugger's still in there, fucking rotting, bro. I wonder if he'll for snitch real. or what. I want Young Thug out too. Like, just both snitch, bro. Who gives a fuck anymore? This is what my main question that I was going to ask you on the pod was: Should should fans even care if rappers snitch? No. Like, why why do we hold them to that standard at all? Because the main thing is like they hold themselves to that standard. To me, yeah. they're the ones that put on the face to the public like we're hard, we're real gangsters. Like, I'll never snitch in my life. Like, I'm not a rat. And then when they do do it. It puts a damper on their image that they created themselves. Yeah. But as a fan, I don't give a fuck if you snitch. I don't care what you do. As long as you release the quality music, I'm going to listen. I really don't care about what you do on the outside. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I feel like it's just – it's older generational shit because back in the day, if you would have asked Dre, Eminem, Cube, or anybody like that, if they would have snitched, they would have gotten shot. And that's going back to like – that's almost like West Coast and East Coast that's shit. That's back, though, when rap's culture was different. It was then. gangster, though. You were a fucking gangbanger, and then on the side, you were rapping. Yeah. No, it's different now because now anybody with a mic like us could just post on SoundCloud and classify us as a quote-unquote rapper. The culture is way different now. Back then, if you wanted to be a rapper, you had to be a gang member so that you could get those connections – to those big dogs so that they would put your shit out for them, for you. Like they were like the, the version of like when Elvis would go up to the radio and say, can you please play my shit? Back in the day, if you wanted to be a rapper, you had to fucking gangbang and you had to have those close connections with those rappers to even have a fighting chance. But now in the modern age, you could just record and post. So it's, it's different. That's why I'm like, I don't really get it. I'm like, everybody holds it. Everybody is holding these rappers to such high standards when I'm like, they don't do the gangster shit that you're talking about. I guarantee you, half of these fuckers haven't stabbed or shot anybody ever in their no. fucking life. Fuck no, they haven't, dude. None. The only the only ones I There's can honestly select say few. are like the ones we were saying. We were saying the game, 50. Yeah, 50s. That's what makes many men. I was telling D this yeah. just barely. Yeah. That's what makes many men such an amazing song for 50 because he actually got fucking blasted in the chest <laughs> fucking like seven or eight times and he lived to tell the tell. So when he says those bars in that song saying, my homie got shot the same number of times as me, but he's fucking six feet under in a grave, not breathing. Like that's real shit. So it makes you feel it more. It's passionate yeah. versus like if you've never even held a gun in your life and you're rapping about oh, I fucking shot him in the head and did all this shit. Like, you can tell when it's, like, not genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's like you're trying to play a part, and I'm like, all right, bro. And then it's not real. Yeah. So it goes down to that. But like I was saying, bro, I separate the artist from them as a real person. Yeah, because like, if we were judging them on being real people, they'd all be fuck. They'd all be losers because yes. they're all liars. Yeah, yeah, they're all liars. Like, even, like, I know I might even get flamed for this, but, like, even the Kanye shit. I'm still going to listen to Kanye's music because what Kanye is doing right now, I'll agree. Kanye as a person right now, he's being fucking stupid. And we've touched on this already in the recent podcast. Yeah. But I separate Kanye as a human versus Kanye, the like artist. Like, yeah. I have two separate visions of Kanye. For sure. Because the guy that created my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and 808 heartbreaks, 
is a musical genius. Yeah. And nothing he does in his real life will take away that separational fact for me. Easily. So. Well, it's just like the same thing. A lot of people do it and pick and choose. Like, bro, if you go and look, Dr. Martin Luther King cheated on his wife multiple times, but we still remember him as the great person he is today. The you civil know? rights activist. Yes. Like, the best civil rights activist there was and that's at that I think, time. And that's why I think cancel culture is getting so strong now is because people aren't differentiating those two sides they're not separating the craft from the person yeah and that's why cancel culture is getting so strong now because everything that person does they're saying we need to cancel all of their craft too which doesn't make sense because you can be a genius and still be a fucking idiot like outside of that genius part like you can be good at something a subset of something but outside of that be really dumb yeah. Does that make sense? You could be very book smart, but when it comes to, I don't know, changing a tire or something like that. And I can speak from this personally. I'm really book smart, but I didn't really have a father grow I didn't have a father growing up, so I'm not good at all in the mechanical side of things. So I'm really stupid when it comes to cars. So I always have to ask D and my other roommate Caden for advice on that shit, because I don't know. I was never taught it. So I'm sure I'm smart at books and stuff, but when it comes to like mechanical moving parts of a car, I haven't learned that yet. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I'm smart in that regard. Everybody has their own niche. So it's stupid to hold yeah, a person accountable hold, yeah. for every single thing in the world. Yeah, because if you came at me and were like, oh, those brakes look fucking dumb, I'd be like, what the fuck do you know about them? Like, you get what I mean? Like, it kind of loses that vali- validity. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, but overall, I don't think fans should give a shit if people snitch. No, I don't care. Even six nine when he snitched, bro, I thought it was funny. That was entertaining. And it was when funny because he came w- back when he came back and had the little like rat face. Yeah, like, from he's all, you're mad. I'm back. Like <laughs> yeah. I thought his return was dope. I thought it was a good thing. He, he's fallen off now, of course, but yeah, but he chose with like Steve will do it. Yeah, he's more and like he, and he's rich forever. Yeah, true. Like six nine, literally made horrible music. Well, obviously, like, I think the beat carried for a lot. But if we're talking rap, like, lyricism, he made shit rap music, became a millionaire off it, and then got out of life in prison, and now he's just living the life. Like, yeah, now he's like, I'm not going to hate on that. I would do the same thing. Yeah. And this is the thing I was going to ask you, bro. Would you snitch if you were in Gunna's position? Bro, I'd snitch anyway. Yes, of course. And if anybody was like, you're not a real thug, I'd be like... What does it matter? I'd be like, all you rappers snitch. All you fucking idiots do the same thing that I'm doing. You just don't talk about it. And I'll even stand back on what 6ix9ine said when he came out. In two, those two years after he snitched, everyone was hated on him and roasted him and said, oh, he's going to fucking die. He's going to get killed in the streets. You better watch yourself. No one cares anymore. That's already gone in the news. 6ix9ine would be rotting in prison right now to appease what? You guys? All of his fans, anyone that actually gave a shit, he'd be rotting in prison. People when that in don't reality, actually care he, about his craft and shit. Yeah. That don't actually care about him. Yeah. When in reality, he could snitch, which he did, come out, people hate on him for like, what, two years, three years. No one even cares anymore. Six Nine's free right now, living his best life, and none of you guys even thought of him this week until probably I brought him up. When in reality, he could just be rotting in prison still. Like, I would snitch, bro. Yeah. Easily. Especially because he snitched on people that did him fucking dirty. Yeah, remember they, like, fucked his chick, stole all his cash. Fucked his baby mama, like, threatened to kill all of his family. Like, those are the people you want to ride for just because of street code? Like, come on, man. Like, use your brain. Yeah. I agree. I don't think fans should care about snitching or even hold it to such a standard. And this, if they weren't famous, none of this shit would be, you guys wouldn't even know about it. It's just glorified because they're famous. It becomes relevant news. Did you see that video of that guy, though, who 
he was outside of Gunna's Maybach in the parking garage, and he was throwing cheese, and he's all leaving cheese out for the rat. Oh, my God. No, I didn't see that. Where'd you see that at? On TikTok. Oh, I didn't fucking see it. You should have sent it. I, that's the whole reason that I brought this up is, like, overall, I don't think we should care. Yeah. Who cares, bro? If you care that much, get a fucking life. You're trying to, like, make something bigger than it is. And it doesn't... You think Gunna knows who the fuck we are? <laughs> you think he cares if I think he's a snitch? No. The only one he probably cares about is maybe if his really close homies are like, damn, bro, you fucking snitched out. But then I'd be like, I'm your homie, bro. Would you rather me rot in prison and you never talk to me again? I'd be like, if you're actually my friend, you'd want to see me again. Exactly. So, I don't know. You'd actually care if I was free. Another thing I want to bring up, too, with, like, rap news. Did you see that Metro Boomin's going to produce the new soundtrack for the new Spider-Verse movie, bro? Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be dope. Because I bet Metro's production on that animation style is going to be so good. I hope so. I hope he doesn't, like we were saying before, how he kind of like, how he made every beat sound similar. I don't think he's ever produced for a movie, though. Like yeah. a whole soundtrack dedicated for him. So I Maybe, think, I think that it'll I think depend he'll take on the some, scenes, too. Like, yeah. Because like some scenes will need to have like slow, methodical stuff. And, and some will like, be real colorful and... Yeah, yeah. I think okay, okay. I don't think I'm we'll, confident now. I yeah. so that switched it up for me. Yeah, so. I don't think we'll ha- run into that problem on Heroes vs. Villains where the beats were kind of real grungy and similar because it's a multiverse Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So he's going to be going to like different worlds with different colors and then like the noir, like black and white, like essence to it. So he's going to be switching between like really bright beats versus really dark beats versus like real monotone. So I don't think we'll run into that problem. I'm excited for it. I think it'll sound good. And a lot of people really love that Spider-Verse movie, bro. Like they consider that one of the best like Marvel movies that there is. Yeah. Some people do. I, eh, it's like not my cup of tea. You didn't like, what'd you not like about it? I don't know. I just think like, I I would rather see it in real life. I think it's like, it kind of takes away from, it kind of reminds me of like a cartoon. You get what I mean? Yeah. Of course. It is a cartoon. It is a cartoon, yeah. But, it but, is but for like, a cartoon, the story writing in it was really good. Oh, yeah. Good. For a cartoon, that shit was uh, like depth. It had really good depth. It had many layers to it. But beyond that, I feel like if it's in real life, it makes me believe the Spider-Man like sort of trilogy more. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. Like the legit Spider-Man. Oh, like, the, yeah. The live actions. Those will always be the best ones. But for this rendition of like this animated style for like the young kiddos, like, oh yeah, and they can really go far with it because since it's animated, they can do like way crazier shit versus like trying True. to keep it live action. So they can go really out of the box, which is what's cool about it. That's fair. I like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. We should watch uh, the new Avatar movie when we go down to the valley. Yeah, yeah, you want to? Yeah, let's go watch it together. Cool, because there'll probably be like five people in that fucking theater, so we'll have the whole theater. To we'll ourselves. have the whole theater ourselves, but we'll have to probably take fucking. Eight energy drinks to stay awake, bro, because that movie's three and a half hours. I heard long. they like and they only show it at two times, like because it's three and a half hours. It's the whole fucking day, eight hour work day. <laughs> is that two movie showings of that damn movie? But you watched the original one, right? Yeah, so you're I finally all caught did. up. I finally did. did yeah. And did you like it? I don't remember. I remember you saying, yeah, yeah, it was good. But I did see a lot of like a lot of people pointed out some things that I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Was that it was basically a Pocahontas, but the thing that made it cool was the live action like the not the live action the, the cgi the cgi like for, for it was so ahead of its time yeah see if i would have saw it back then i probably would have been in awe too but as i saw it now it just looked normal now this second movie is it's not going to make as much as that first one did no shot this movie makes two billion no no they, fucking shot no but it'll do well i think i think it'll do well you gotta think bro what made avatar so good is for me it wasn't even the cgi it was the fact that this dude literally said, fuck the entire human race just to fuck this blue cheeks. <laughs> just 
just to fuck some blue cheeks, he said, I will destroy my entire planet. <laughs> well, I mean, they were going to destroy the planet of Pandora. I think that's what was really what it was. Yeah, I know. But like still, though. So he had like a moral complex as far as like being. Like, but he good still or bad. turned his back on like his race. Yeah. To do so. Like I would never because I even think about it now. Like if we were if we had even ant ecosystems, bro, those little ant hills that we see. That's their version of fucking their avatar, and we're just like, gasoline, let's light this fucker on fire. Like, uh, and that would be the equivalent if one of those ants said, fuck the ants, and then joined us, like, just turned on their whole race. Nah, I'd probably do it. If I was in a situation, and, like, if I knew that they were gonna, like, turn me into, like, one of them, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'll chill here, this seems chill as fuck. I think the main factor that pushed him over the edge of doing it is the fact that he could fucking walk with them. That's what. That's the real reason he turned. Let's be legit. Yeah. Because he went from not being able to fucking walk to fucking being a superhero human, basically. Didn't they sprint. say that they were gonna give him his legs back though in the movie? Yeah, they said that, but he had already. He walked probably would have gotten screwed, low key. Yeah, they would have fucked him over, and he knew that. And then he would have fucked over an entire race. I think he just appreciated how much they cared about their planet versus like us who just like throw trash on the fucking ground. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, another thing too, we're shifting topics from. Rap oh, is this, uh, is this your power thing? Yeah, the nuclear. Oh, okay, okay. So we've actually had a big breakthrough on nuclear fusion energy now. So scientists are pretty confirmed now we can have endless clean energy now with nuclear fusion. And so if you guys don't, don't know what nuclear fusion is, it's when you get two atoms and you fuse them together and it creates energy. But the main problem with it before was the waste that we, we, wouldn't, we weren't able to contain the the radioactive runoff after that. But now we're, we've used lasers to do it for us and it just creates the clean energy like infinitely. Oh really? And so this is like the first breakthrough. So now we know how to do it. Now we're in the process of how do we incorporate this into society? That's the next big challenge. So now we know how to do it. Now we need to know how to apply it. So it's up to the engineers now, you know, us yeah. and shit is yeah. we need to figure out with this new tech, how do we actually put this into like, city power grids or even just homes or literally anything that involves energy because you have to transform all that energy it's probably really high you know we're probably talking beyond megawatts low-key kilowatts oh, no, no way beyond <laughs> yeah no we're talking, more than gigawatts probably we're talking wow. more energy than we know how to do with what, like, what we like, have now probably like 10 to like the 15th power most likely shit tons dude yeah like we're gucci now and even like uh automotive manufacturers now there's they we're, we're not going to need to use fossil fuels anymore with this like this is a huge fucking breakthrough dude for I human society hope we get to keep like trucks and cars the way they are well think bro if we have engineers where we can just figure out how to put a nuclear fusion react once we figure out how to do it really safely obviously yeah well we might get to the point in maybe 30 we'll like 50 back years to, to where we can just have a nuclear fusion reactor in our cars and just have infinite fucking energy and drive endlessly we never have to fill up with gas ever again that'd be kind of cool we just keep collecting fucking atoms from the air as we drive and then it does the nuclear fusion reaction for us and we could just keep driving forever we never have to stop that would be the cool. only thing I'm we a, have to I'm, stop for is like repair wheels and stuff like that but i'm a big proponent of uh nuclear energy i think it's very i think it's very uh efficient especially once least. we figure out how to do it right there's no way you could advocate against it it's infinite clean energy there's nothing better than that yeah why would you advocate for fossil fuels when we have infinite... or even like solar power or wind power because wind and solar always have their drawbacks you have to take up a massive amount of uh land in order to put up solar fields you also do the same thing for wind fields so it's like 
You know, you get what I mean? There's and always those drawbacks. nuclear fusion, think, like you said, like wind energy. You just energy. reuse the same reactors in yeah. the same places. You put up a big-ass windmill for wind energy. All we need is two microscopic fucking atoms to perform this, like, to get infinite True. clean energy. And then at that point, we could probably compound it and have, like, six or seven different reactors within one uh, cooling chamber. Yep, you know? and stack it all up. And then th- that probably little... pound the whole city, power it, the whole city. It creates so much energy, bro. We would literally only need maybe one facility to power the entire United States. <laughs> like, really? if, if we could figure it out correctly. Wow. Like, how to, like, stack it up. We're in the breakthrough moments now of just we know how to do it, like, at the smallest scale. This is basically equipment was like we figured out like electrical current and then now the process of applying electrical current to create light bulbs and like all this shit. Oh, okay. We're at the point now where it's like we found nuclear fusion works and we know how to like do it. The hard part now is how the fuck do we apply this to like actual like concepts in society. So this is a big breakthrough. I'm excited about it. Yeah. We're we <laughs> this is crazy, bro. Like infinite clean energy. Yeah. We're at the cusp of I'm, it. I'm a big proponent of nuclear energy. I feel like it's – once you can learn how to do it and do it safely and controlled and make enough energy through it, it's the best. Yeah. It's easily the best power source possible, but it requires a lot of good fucking thinking and a lot of good minds and a lot of good control. Yeah. Control is the big thing. Yeah. we don't want another fucking Chernobyl. What was the one – there was the one that almost happened in uh, – it was like in Michigan or something like that. I think it's on Netflix. But anyway, this uh, – they had a lick – they almost had the core reactor melt down. It almost turned into Chernobyl. But what happened was is that... They stopped it in time. Yeah, they were able to stop it in time. And it was because all the parts and shit were... Uh, the manufacturers rushed the parts making and completely fucked it up. So there were things about it that were just broken off. And it was just because of the uh, manufacturing process. And it had nothing to do with the actual scientists or anybody there. But like sensors and shit would go off. And it's that they weren't reading actual correct levels. Yeah. So, That's what I mean. We're at the breakthrough, but we still got a long ways to go in terms of actually applying this shit because we want to make sure it's safe. We yeah. don't want to fucking nuke the entire planet trying to figure this 40 out. Forty years, but... bro. That would be that would be a good time frame. Forty years, I feel like. Yeah, I think that. forty, fifty years, we'll get to the point where fossil fuels will be. There's no need anymore. That's good. I think it's great. On to the next topic. Oh though. shit! Okay, okay, okay. Really quick update on the Vikings game. They... Uh, it's OT right now, 36-36. They tied it? Yeah, it's OT. Uh, Vikings have the ball. They're on their own 18, 9-20. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the update right now. But we'll shift topics really quick. Sorry, I just want to throw that in as we were like transitioning. Damn, bro. that's. <clears throat> I can't believe they brought it back, though. Think You know that they went into the locker rooms and the coach was all, what in the actual fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> we're losing to the fucking Colts. You guys are one of the best teams in the fucking division. And then they he probably ripped them a new asshole. And now they're like going ham. So That's crazy because they only showed up for one half. Imagine if they would have just been playing like this the both games. It would have been a blowout. Yeah, it would have been like 60 to 30-something. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of you guys will be able to find uh, useful anyway. But first off, we're going to talk about like generational wealth as far as like making money, how people contain money and how it keeps building. And then we're going to talk about how to survive college as being a broke college kid. Yeah. Legit. Because we, and, like, we've figure done out, it. Yeah. Figure out how to like navigate your way. And we're almost done now. You see like, well, I'm not almost done, but Mike and Caden have both like, they're almost done with their four year degrees. They're on the last stretch here. They have one more semester to go and then they'll graduate and be engineers. So I think it's. I think we have enough credibility to where we can tell you exactly how to do this shit and not be a broke motherfucker. Yes, and just even to add 
more, some more like credibility to it. Like I grew up in a single parent household, mother of five. She just worked at a grocery store, so very low income household. So I understand the concept of being very low income. So I have some credibility on here on how to save money, how I went from a very low income household to now almost being done with college and about to be an engineer making, you know, a pretty decent job. So yeah, I just want to give that credibility. And then D two as well. We, we grew up in the same really small town. So yeah, I mean, my dad doesn't have a college degree. My mom has, my mom went to school. She's a teacher. Like, you know, guys, if you guys know anything, my mom's not making <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, my teachers dad, are paid shit. My dad finally got like a good job now and he's making, he's been making good money for a little bit, but for the majority of my life, my dad was getting paid like $8 an hour, maybe more, maybe he was getting like 15, but even at that, like, like it wasn't a lot. So, you know, for me, like my parents like knew how to like, they knew how to navigate money and use it to their advantage to help themselves out. So I feel like in some sort of fashion, like. I know what to do in order to not be a broke bitch all the fucking time. Yeah. And to like, cause you can enjoy money, but also like save it and do well with it. It's the biggest key I will say before we get really deep into the details is self-control. Yes. You have to have self-control with money. Otherwise you're fucked. If you don't have self-control, you might as well throw your money in the fucking furnace. Yeah. You gotta be good <laughs> about saying no to some things. Yeah. You have to know what your position currently is and how you can navigate through it. So self-control is something that has to be learned, not taught. Yeah. So that's up to you guys, but we'll still give you the tips for sure. So in terms of generational wealth though, I've told D this many times. I've talked to a lot of people about it and I, I stand true to this in America. Again, this is the United States of America. I believe Every single person has the same opportunity, but some people are placed further ahead than others. It, you, and again, you can always get past it and get to that same opportunity that everyone has, but some people do have that advantage. That's how the rich stay rich. If we put it into this perspective here, if you're broke, if you're poor, you have to work your way up graduating college, whatever else have you, some sort of way to get enough money to stay afloat before you can do any sort of business venture or something that genuinely makes you middle class or rich. Like if you wanted to start a business and you're already rich, if you're born into a rich family, say Donald Trump or whatever, if you're born into Donald Trump's family and you're his son, you already have money that you can fall back on. If you wanted to just be very, you know, entrepreneurship worthy and start a business, you have Donald Trump's money. You can go start a million dollar business. And if that fails, you're still good. You're still rich and you can try something again. You have basically lives. But if you're poor, like say me or D, and we tried to start a business right now with what we have in our bank accounts and that shit failed, we'd be homeless. We'd be under a fucking bridge or we would have to just start from zero. And it would be extremely hard to start again. You'd have yeah. We'd have to work our way back up again, break our back. So... In that regard, if you're already rich and you try to start a business, you have you have pillows you can fall on. You have you have a safety safety net. Yeah, of course. But if you're poor and you try to start a business and that shit fails, you hit rock bottom and you have to work your way back up. So I think everybody has that chance at opportunity. I'm not saying you don't have the opportunity, but your placement on that line can vary. And I think that's where general generational wealth takes place. Yeah, I agree. If you're already rich, you can just keep stacking it up. Because it's like, I could never compete with Donald Trump's son. I could never go up, like, 
sure, like right now, like let's say like that scenario, that guy that is born into Donald Trump's family and me are going to battle it out in terms of life. And you're going to try and compare my life to his. He's going to have a farther advantage than me because he has disposable money, he has disposable income. I don't have that. So I have to work probably 100 times harder than he does in order to even get to the point to where he's at right now. Which and is still possible. Yeah. But that's what he's saying. 100 times more. You got to be willing to sacrifice some shit, I feel like. Because, you know, bro, you can't be like, look at us. Do we go out and buy fucking new clothes every year? I wear the same shit from Christmas all year round. All the time. I probably buy, like, myself three shirts a year. I've legit been wearing the same clothes, bro, since we graduated high school, bro. I've told myself when I graduate, I'm going to go out shopping and I'm going to fucking splurge <laughs> and actually get some new clothes and shit. My mom always yells at me. She's all, you're still wearing those fucking faded-ass black pants? She's all, go get some new jeans. And I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> and then here I am. I still have the free time to do a pod, but. Oh, shit. I need to, I, like you were saying, but continue. No, 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 no. But, like, that's what I mean is, like, you got to be able to. Like Mike was saying, how self-control. Because, sure, we could probably... Like, we've been wanting the new fucking iPhone. Like, we want an iPhone. Both of us. Like, keep in mind, guys. We've had our phones for, like, three years. Mike's had his for, like, four or five almost. I've had this phone since my junior year of high school. See, and I've had mine since senior year. So, you think about it. We're kind of just... It, sh- it just doesn't make sense for us to go and do that right now because we don't have the money to back it up. We also don't need it. Yes. But the thing is, wants and needs are very different. And yeah. that's another tip, too. You need to know what you need and you need to know what you want. And you can decide how to navigate those two. But yep. you need to know the distinction. Yeah. There are big things that you can make for the for like for like yourself. Like for us, we need to pay rent every month. If not, we're going to fucking live on the side of the street. Yeah. So go back home. Yeah. That would be – that's a big thing for us. We need that income. We need that much money to live every day. So, but if we wanted to go try something new or go do a fun activity, we'd have to really think about it and be like, okay, I want to do this, but will I be able to use this money to still pay off my needs? Like, you have to know that self control and you need to take a step back and think before you do those kinds of things. Because a lot of other people, though, I've noticed, like, even going to school, like, I went to school in Boulder, like, a lot of those people are fucking rich. Like, I'm not even going to lie. A lot of them are daddy's money, mommy's money, whatever. Their parents did really well. Their parents are the ones that have generational wealth. They've been able to have a good job, and then they're probably going to pass that on to their kid. They and know how to noticed, work bro, with money. Those kinds of kids, they're the ones that don't really give a shit. Yeah. They're the ones that just kind of go out, party. Like, sure, they'll do the bare minimum, and they'll, like, pass it, but they don't really care. For no. For us, it's like, holy shit, we've gotten this far. Like, we can't fuck up. Like, I got loans riding on this shit. I can't just get this shit paid off and still go back home to mom and fucking get a fucking $50,000 allowance. That's true. But I think, see, we're at the point to where their parents were at. You know what I mean? We're probably, like, we, and then they just lack, they just lack to showing their kids anything. You know what I mean? That's why I tell you, bro, like, we got to have sh- my kids, I want them to know struggle. Like, I, I even if I do really, really well. The yeah. same thing with the shack. Yeah. Shaq doesn't allow his kids to get any of his money until they prove themselves. And don't don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean we're not going to fucking put clothes and shit on our kids' back. Yeah, yeah, no. Because like, I feel like we say that sometimes and people are like, I'm going to fucking pay for everything for my kid. Of course, I'm going to buy my kids some clothes, some nice shoes. I want them to look nice. But they, I'm still going to teach them to understand what it took to get no. those clothes and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then if they were like, hey, dad, I want a PS4, I'd be like... That's crazy. Or a fucking PS4. PS5. <laughs> if they want to, hey, dad, I want the new PS7. All right, dude, we're going to have to fucking do some work to get that motherfucker. So let's find something to work on and you fucking do it all. And then he's like, dad, but you made like 100,000 last month. 
That may be like, that's crazy. Key word there was dad made a hundred thousand last month. Keyword exactly. was dad busted his ass to do that shit. Going so. back to the uh, the generational wealth shit, bro. Like, the main thing too is with generational wealth is the knowledge. Oh yeah, we don't know. We don't know how shit works at that. Cl- Me and you are still lower lower class. I've been. We don't know how the fuck high class works, bro. And we d- we, we won't know till we get there. Well, because like there's so think of many it this ways way. too yeah, to bro. like build that wealth. Mm-hmm. Go 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 for it. Go for it. Like, Sorry, I was talking about this with my brother on the drive on a drive home one day, and this is what we said. If we were even if we take the money part out of it, being born into a rich family, the knowledge is what keeps those people rich is if you were given $5 million and Donald Trump's son was given $5 million, both at the same age, but you guys have the, still the, the knowledge of what you have. Yeah. Donald Trump's son would still be able to make way more fucking money than you or me because he knows how that shit works. He knows the game. That's true. He knows who to talk to. He knows where, what positions to be in to push shit ahead. Me and you would just be there with five mil and we would be like, uh, yeah, because I don't know who people, the fuck to call. Like most people would be like, "Oh, I'd invest in stocks," but what stocks are doing good? That's you know? the thing we don't understand that shit yet. But, but like, him, when to buy? Because you, he could probably suffer for a little bit. He'd probably be like, "I'm gonna take five hundred thousand. I'm just gonna keep it in one stock. And I'm just gonna hold it there, and hopefully it pays dividends." Me and you would have no idea how that shit works, for real. and that's why they'd still have that advantage. And that's what also keeps that. That's why I'm like, wealth. This is one thing I will say. I'm not a big fan of stocks. I don't really like like buying into stocks. Because they're, it's like a gamble every single time. And it like, is a gamble. And like for me, I'm just like, I don't want to like base my money off of that. I would much rather gamble on something I know I could kind of control more so, like a business. You know, I would rather invest in a business that I knew was going to do well, that it performs well um, somewhere else. But if I put it in a certain location, then see if it did well there. And if, based on what I, my knowledge of the location of where it's at, it should do well. I would rather take that gamble than the one of stocks because so I don't you'd understand invest it. in like the exact singular business versus then the grand corporate business itself. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't cuz like I couldn't control the Apple stock. And that's the thing, bro. It's I'm hard it's hard for me and you well. to even like talk about. This is why I wanted my buddy Aiden to hop on this shit at some point. Yeah. Cuz he understands stock shit cuz he is in that higher class. So he knows the game. Yeah. And so when I I try to pick his head about that shit, it is so hard for me to wrap my head around that shit cuz all me and you have known is work hard, you'll get paid and then you can maybe keep advancing little by little. For him it's like here's the stock, you understand how it works, follow this trend line, put 5000 in and the next month you'll have fucking 80k. I don't know how that shit works. If I did that, I'd end up fucking losing all of my money. It basically <laughs> like me pouring all my entire bank account into a fucking incinerator because I don't know the game. And that goes back to that generational yeah. wealth. Ever since he was this, even business. ever since he was a kid, his dad, his grandparents, all those people that have went through that process and know the game, they teach that, bro, at such a young age. Versus me and you, all our parents have ever known is break your fucking back and get to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're starting at the bare bottom, you know, bare knuckles, you know. That's what I mean, bro. Like, it's – generational wealth is real, dude. Because, like, there are certain ways to build that money, too, where, like, oh, okay, maybe instead of investing in, like, a new truck or a new, like, car or something like that, you probably go, hey, I'm going to go buy a fucking property really quick. Like, it's probably worth nothing right now, but who knows? Like, because like, I know my brother's done that, you know. He invested bought some shit in Alamosa, and I was, like – so behind the Pizza Hut, if you guys know where I'm talking about, behind Pizza Hut, my brother owns that space there. So he owns it with his mom. But that's what I was saying. It was like 
that was actually really fucking smart of him to do because Alamosa continues to grow. Mm-hmm. The valley only continues to get bigger, whether we'd like to think so or not. It still gets bigger. There's still the same losers that live there. There's still the same winners that live there. But the difference is, is that you have to be willing to take that risk. You have to be willing to spend that money because then one year or one day, somebody might come and be like, I want to throw a fucking Wendy's up right here. And then you capitalize and you're like, cool, a milli. You yeah. know, and then you have to learn how to invest that money into something else. And then even go back to what I was saying, bro. Your brother had to work so long to get to the point where he could even buy just that little piece of space behind Pizza Hut. True. Think of it this way. Those who are already rich are just like, oh, real estate. Let me buy this house, this house, this house, this house, this house, this house, this house. This property, this property, this property, this property. Four fell. Eight of them blow up to a million. Yeah. And they're, it just... It, the money scales so much, bro. It's so hard to break out. The other um, thing too is that you have to have like backing behind that. Cause like if it's one singular person that like starts from nothing, obviously I couldn't go and like bet on five different houses. Like that's just not smart. You have to learn to like build that wealth. You have to bet on one or two places and then hopefully those both pay off. You have to make them pay off essentially at that point. And then, you know, then you start building it. Then you can get to that point to where it's like, okay, I've made a couple million dollars. I know like, how I this can, shit works. I can buy like, yeah, it's the knowledge thing. Like you were saying, it's trial and error because you're probably going to fuck up a million times. And all those people probably fucked up a million times. But the difference is, is that they took note of it and they were like, never do that shit again. And then <laughs> folded the page and moved on. Yeah. And then when that same situation comes up, they go, I remember when I did that and it fucking failed. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You learn through trial and error. But some... Going back to being in the low class, some people can't even take those risks yet. Yeah. Because if they try to take that risk to even attempt to learn, then they'll fall flat on their fucking face and they can't do up. But if you're already at a better place than others, you're like middle of the higher class, you can take those risks and you can still have a chance of coming back. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's so different. And people will always say like, you know, you still need to be a hard worker. You can't just be a lazy ass and be rich with generational wealth. If Donald Trump's son was an actual lazy piece of shit, he wouldn't make any money because you still need to put in work. So I'm not arguing on the fact of that. But to say that you don't have a slight advantage being higher class or being higher class and having the knowledge and knowing how the game works is just dumb. True. Everybody has the same opportunity. But some people are ahead of others in that line. And I will stand by that forever. This because is- I know if – if you were to get – I know some of the hardest fucking workers that are low class, bro. Hardest workers in the entire world. But they'll never make as much as someone who has that generational wealth knowledge. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because they don't know how it works. And they were never able to break out. Yeah. People don't really teach you anything about money. And the whole reason is because they don't want you to. They, like the government doesn't want you in like the rich the don't, culture. The rich don't want – the uh, if the rich gave out all of the fucking – Info. Info. They would be. It would upset everybody. It would be like, bro. It would, it would, it would make would siphon every, some of their money out. It would. It would level the playing field a little bit. And I don't think they want that. I think they like to be elite, and I think they like to fucking sit there and make us eat shit through a tube. Yes. Essentially, they so the rich like, stay rich and the poor stay poor. Yeah, bro. they like it's to make so us sit there and out. just, uh, you know, oh, paycheck to paycheck. No, bro. I fucking hate doing that. I hate when people fucking are like, yeah, I'm just looking to pay the rent, pay the car next month. I'm like. Don't you want more for your fucking life? I would love to wear that like you have, have to dr- have that drive, bro. But it, that's the thing. They're really good at making the lower class feel comfortable in what they're doing. Yeah, true. Like it's gotten to the point now where you know, it's comfortable to just, you know, pay your rent and then just chill with your family. Some people enjoy that, you know. And I'm not going to dog any of the people that are low class that truly just enjoy they have a house, they have their family and that's all they want to do. Yeah. Live your life. 
Whatever but makes just, you happy, But just of know you have that opportunity. It's going to be harder for you or it might be easier for you depending on where you fall on that line. But the opportunity is the same. You still have to get off your ass and work for it. Yeah, that's what I'll I'll say that too. Because I'm like, you can't also complain that somebody else has it better than you when you're not willing to do the work to do anything to better yourself. That makes no fucking sense. If you sit there and complain and complain and complain about how everybody fucked you, your job fucked you, all this shit, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, you haven't done anything. You legit haven't done a single fucking ounce of work to even have the right to complain. Mm Mm-hmm. It's fucking annoying. I agree. Because I'm like, I'm, I feel like we're really trying to work hard to move up in the fucking world. We're trying to break, I'm trying to break out of that lower class bubble, bro. Yeah, same. I don't want to fucking sit there and pinch pennies, bro, at fucking, Mm-mm. at 50 years old or 40 years old or 30 years old, you know, Christmas is coming around and I don't know if I can buy my kids fucking gifts no. without paying, with like looking at the light bill and being like, I don't know if I can fucking pay to put the lights on or give these kids a Christmas. Wants and needs, bro. And then it sucks, too, because, like, we're going to go into it. Those families that can't do that, it probably fucking hurts them because they oh. really want to give their kids course, the bro. best Christmas ever. But they look at the light bill and food, and they're like, I I need to keep my kids fed. But even though I really want to give them these Christmas presents. You know what I mean? And yeah. That's the hardest thing. And it's crazy, though, because those people that do have that self-control and do that shit for their kids, I want to just say I respect you so much because I understand personally how that is because my mom did the same shit for me. So shout out to all the parents that understand that self-control and do what's best for their children. Yeah. And your kids will probably thank you way later. And trust me, like it builds it builds strength within them. Like I can honestly speak from both Mike and mine's perspective, but I see Mike and all his siblings, they all have drive to be fucking amazing at what they're doing. They don't want to fucking sit there and just be lazy fucks. And it's because their mom works super fucking hard. They're like, damn, if mom can work fucking we have one job. Prove. Yeah. If mom can work one job and provide for all fucking five of us, I can do my part and fucking at least get a degree and get a good paying job. Break out of this bubble and buy my mom a fucking mansion. That yeah. is my dream. Yeah, for real. That is my legit dream, to be rich and get my mom every single thing and yeah. pay her back times 30, times a milli. Legit. That's the dream. Generational wealth, we got to break it, bro. For real. But then like, that's what I was thinking, though, is that, like, you need – I feel like sometimes, too, it's kind of nice to have that extra motivation to do it because some people lack it, and then that's what you get at, like, Boulder when people don't give a fuck about your, their shit. You know, because I feel like I came into college kind of pissed the fuck off that I was broke. And I was kind of like, I'm going to fucking do some shit and I'm, I'm going to do better than most of you fuckers. I took it pers- I took, I was like MJ and I took it personally and I was like, I'm going to fucking kick all your asses. We had to, bro. But then you got to think on their end. They don't have anything to worry about. They don't give a fuck. They're already above, bro. They don't they're... give a shit. They're already so far ahead of us. Yeah, true. They look at us still and they're like, look at this little brokey still trying to fucking work hard in school. He's like, you think I give a fuck? I'll do shit. I'll go party and I'll still go home in my fucking Maybach. That's true, <laughs> but then I'm care. like, but then I think about it. And I'm like, when it comes time for you and I to fucking, because I'm gonna like when we get there. When we, I'm like, when, when we, we meet, you meet, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass because I've done the work to fucking get to this point. Yes, bro. But anyway, we're gonna swap to the tips. The tips for sure. The tips, guys. If we you just wanted to pick your brain, and again, whoever's listening to this, wherever point on the line you fall in terms of opportunity. I'm not trying to dog you. We're me and D are just giving us our experiences because we're in that lower scale. So we're giving our insight in. Yeah. We still know that for you to get to that high point of generational wealth, 
somebody in your family did that work. So For I'm sure. not going to ever dog it. No. Somebody took those risks and someone, you know, they did it. They some did of, the work. Some of those people, though, that do have generational wealth, their kids, they did, were good parents. And they taught their kids that, hey, you need to keep this shit fucking up. Because, keep it going. Yeah. They did good. Yeah, good job. No. But pat, pat I'm talking guys. about the ones that have the generational wealth and they still choose to be lazy just because they have it. Yeah. Work for your shit. Work f- to be a better person. Work hard. Day. Yeah, I agree. So now we're going to move on to the tips for broke college kids. If you're any college student or any person that is thinking of going to college or but even, you're scared. Of... Or even I feel like young adult. This could be young adult too. Like you like didn't go to school but you're like trying to come up. I feel like to... anybody fresh out of high school. Yeah, just I think that's good money tips. Yeah. But you want to go into the first one? For the college ones, this is more college oriented, but don't buy books. Yeah. Don't buy fucking textbooks. Smart, smart. Please don't go to the bookstore and drop fucking $2,000 on books. It's the dumbest thing you could do. We live in a day and age now where I promise you, I promise you, if you really need the tips, you can DM me personally and I'll help you out. You can go on the internet Libgen. and you can literally find every single textbook that you would ever need for any class free as a PDF and just download it and read your books off of your computer, your computer or your phone. Don't buy books. That's my first tip. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I like the not buying books thing, but let's see. I, this is before, if you're going to go to college, this again, this is more college oriented, but before you go to school, in high school, your senior year, and you decide, hey, I really want to go to college. I really want to go to school. The first thing you should do is get a job and save all that money. Mm-hmm. That you're is the still very living first with thing. your parents. Because you're not paying for shit. You're just going to stack that cash so that when you go to college, you have that reserve cash that you definitely are going to need. You're going to need. For sure. Whether it's like, hey, like your friends invite you out every once in a while. And you know, you don't have to say yes all the time. But when you do say yes, you want to be able to have the freedom to go and spend possibly a hundred dollars without it feeling like it hurt no you're gonna need that because otherwise you'll be pulling out way more loans than you'll want to take out yeah you'll you really do want that reserve me and d worked in high school for i'd say sophomore to senior year we worked yeah i worked throughout high school like during the week and then throughout all the summers and weekends like those three years i just grinded and i worked and stacked all that money because, you know, your parents still have provide the roof over your head and they provide the food on the table. You don't have to worry about that when you still live with your parents. So save all of that money. Obviously, I'm not saying don't have fun. Like you could still spend some of it, go out with your friends, have a good time, live your high school life. But for the majority of it, store all of that into the reserve, like Dee was saying. Yeah, and then it just helps. I mean, because um, if you have your bank account set up where you have like eight or nine grand, and that may seem like a bit of a stretch, but... Not really. You'd be surprised at how much money you'd actually save if you just put it into like a bank account and just saved it, didn't spend it on shit, you know. And I'm sure in high school, spend it on a little bit stuff here and there. I'm not saying you have to fucking save every dollar, but it helps if you do. Yes. Limit how much you go out to eat, guys. I know going – trust me, me and D are foodies. We love going out to eat all the time. But when me and my other roommate, Caden, throughout all of our college life, we never went out to eat. And if we did, it was only for very special occasions. It'd like, be for deals too. Yeah. Like if like, it was like go to <laughs> go to Chili's and get the two for twenty, but actually half off two for ten. Yep. What me and Caden would do is we'd go to like Chili's or Red Robin. We'd get we'd take advantage of all of those deals. Like the two for ten at Chili's. 
go do the two for ten and then just half it. Venmo each other five and you're five dollar mill and you're fucking full. Or one of the big things is Red Robin. Guys, ten dollars you get a burger, and the thing with Red Robin is it's unlimited French fries. So you'll never leave Red Robin hungry. Yeah. You can just keep eating French fries until you fucking barf if you wanted to. But take advantage of all these deals. Um take advantage of all of those birthday offers. Okay. I don't want to incriminate myself here, but you can make email accounts for free, guys, and then you can make Red Robin accounts for free, and, and then, then just, just go get a burger. Yeah. Say you have a birthday on every single fucking month of the year, all 12 months. The only thing is you'll need a phone number to establish, so you might have to, I don't know, borrow your aunts or uncles or whatever that don't really care. But just make those accounts, have a free birthday burger for every month, and then you're good for one of the meals every day. Like, take advantage of all this shit. Yeah. There's always there's always like deals like that, and most people cater to college students. So always ask if there's a college deal on something. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mike, Mike and I go get haircuts, and they're like, "Oh, like, hey, I'm a student at CU," and they're like, "Oh, okay, five bucks off." Yeah, if you, I some people to... do that because they just they just like to engage students too. It's not ever anything else, but it's just like, you know, they're trying to help you out. So take advantage of those deals. Don't think you're too good for it. Yeah, say, do you have a college discount? I know some people really are prideful and don't even want to ask that shit, but. I don't give a shit. I'll never see that person again. Do you have a college discount? Yes, no. Okay. Bye. Like, take advantage of all this shit. Like, there's money there that can be <clears throat> taken off for you guys. It's just you got to put away your pride if you really want to save money and do it. Like, also, don't like you said, don't eat out all the time either. Because some people will take this and be like, I'm just going to do the deal every single fucking night. No, go spend the time. Go spend a few hundred dollars at sam's club costco and don't buy a membership ask someone that you know that has a membership if they can take you or you can borrow their card trust me somebody you know has one and when you go go buy a ton of fucking snacks go buy a ton of food go buy a ton of meat go good things to put in your body and if you actually really want to be cheap just buy the ramen packs and i want to say this in terms of food kiss name brand good fucking buy if you're used to eating name brand you don't fucking need it. I'm telling you right now. Great value. Sure, fine. Whatever name brand. Kroger, Kirkland, whatever. Yeah. Eat the name brand. I guarantee you, you won't tell a difference. Yeah. You will not tell a difference at all. No. You know, there's some stuff, but even not that, like you have to outweigh the the benefit yeah, the to the risk and reward yeah. benefit. Like, sh- sure, you can get name brand and it might taste, what, 2% better than the normal one. I don't yeah. give a fuck about 2%. Unless it's a very drastic difference. And you guys will learn those differences. Me and D won't tell you every single product. Because I, I couldn't name them all. No, I yeah. couldn't name them all. But try the try the non-name brand one first. If it's really so fucking gross that you can't consume it and you need the name brand, then you'll know. Okay, for this product, I have to get name brand for it. So you'll have to cut expenses somewhere else. Yes. You know? But for other ones, always go for the non-name brand first and see if it's doable. And I promise you, at least for me, 95% of them – a hundred percent of them, bro. I don't need name brand shit. True. That's true. But I'm not picky. I know some of you guys might be. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I saw Caden do a lot of the time too was he bought like Mountain Lightning soda <laughs> instead of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain so, Lightning, shout out. But like our big K, like some people were like, I need the Pepsi. And I'm like, you don't fucking need shit. You actually just like the syrup and carbonation. So you might as well just buy that shit. Yeah. But anyway, the tip that I have for you guys, this is one that I personally did, but apply to be an RA. That's a good one. Because, so what an RA is, is it's a resident advisor. 
But anyway, you just live in the dorms. They pay for your dorms and you get a meal plan for free from the school. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you just apply to be an RA. It's kind of, it's pretty chill. Like I'd like to be an RA personally. Um, you live there for free. I got everything, everything for free. I didn't have to pay for dinner or anything for my two out of my three years at Boulder. And those free costs cuts out <clears throat> probably eight, another $8,000 loan that you might've had to pull out. Exactly. Cause instead of going and paying for rent, I was saving money and sitting there using it towards paying for my school. I mean, I probably have less debt than most people that went to Boulder because I was able to sit there like a good little boy, go to school. It's also, you also live on campus. So you get to live closer to yeah. school. You don't Walking have to pay distance for to all your, you don't have to pay for transportation, dude. It's literally, it's, it's a, a cheat hack. code it's for sure. Hack. And shout out to the RAs because I'll even give a shout out to my little sister. I didn't even tell you this. Oh yeah. My little sister got the RA position. No, to r- it. no you did. You oh, did. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to all the RA, just apply. And if you don't get it, okay, obviously we can't help you there, but it doesn't hurt to give it a chance. It's just, I think of it like a scholarship, guys. You got to think of it like a scholarship because most people, when I was doing it, was like, oh, I just want to live with my friends. And I was like, I want to live with my homies too, but my homies are going to expect me to pay some $1,000 in rent. That was the other thing too, was like in Boulder, it's like $1,200 to 1000 in rent for one person just to live in like a five bedroom house. Yeah. And I rent not near doing the schools that. is they multiply that shit because they know they can take advantage of the kids. Yeah. I was not going to do that at all. But that was, that was one of my things. I thought it was pretty dope. I mean, I get to live there, pay my housing, living. And then I also met some great people along that journey too. Yeah. I met some great friends. They were all super chill, amazing people. I don't dislike a single one of them. I really am truly thankful for that experience. Yeah. So it ended up giving you life experiences too. So Yeah. It gave me more. Yeah. I, I went on trips with those people. I went to California with those people. So. Yeah, pimp, good one. Uh, this one's not going to relate to the RA thing because they get all their heat and shit for free. But if you are living off campus, unless you're brutally fucking cold and you're getting fucking frostbite, just throw another jacket on, grab a blanket, put on fucking eight pairs of socks. You don't need the fucking heater on all the time. There were times where me and Caden literally didn't even turn on the heat once in a whole year. <laughs> you guys would turn it on whenever I'd pull up because I'd be like, God damn, guys. <laughs> it would be really cool. But me and Caden, you, you guys came, got accustomed, grew accustomed to, to, it. to it. So me and Caden would just be like, damn, bro, it's kind of chilly out. And I'd be like, well, let's make some nice warm soup and go grab your blankie. Like, <laughs> you guys don't, like, obviously I know heat is a luxury, but like I said, Depending on what your situation is, if you're really struggling, or like, like the AC too, yeah. If you're really struggling, like how we we are, we understood. Like okay. we also don't turn on the heat here either. I feel like I went and bought like a little space heater because it was easy. And me and Kenny got really lucky too because we were on the third floor, so heat, heat, heat. heat rises. So the people below us that do blast their fucking heat, we gain from that benefit because their heat rises up to us for free. So there's really no need for us to turn ours on. So it all depends. It's very situational, but. I will say, like, there's no need to blast your heat when you could just get another jacket and grab a blanket because it'll do the same. Tr- it'll do the same shit. Yeah, I agree. We do that here too, as far as like, because I went and bought a blanket and like I have I have like three blankets here, and that's just because of, like I know uh, my girlfriend gets cold. I get cold sometimes. I'm not even gonna lie, but I like my room colder. So to me, it's not really that much of a like, uh, not so much a benefit or yeah. like a. I see what you drawback. Mean. The other thing I was going to say was, guys, some people forget this, and I don't know why, but like when you're in high school, it's preached to you to apply for scholarships. Keep applying for scholarships in college. It helps so much. Like If you continuously keep going, and then you're like, oh shit, like a scholarship came up. Random ones too. Your school has plenty of them. Trust me. Go to the financial aid website, and then 
go in there and look underneath the scholarships tab. I'm sure they have one. And if you're, if you're like, oh, they don't have any Google scholarships in Colorado or wherever your state is and just apply for them because most of the time they'll give them to you just because they, it's no free money for them. It. Yeah. And a thing that I want to bring up too about scholarships is you just have to, I know it sucks to like, oh, I don't want to write this big, long essay. You only got to do it fucking once. Most of these essays ask you the same exact shit. So once you write one really solid good one, you just keep reusing it and tweak it a little bit to match their interests and just keep applying to the a shit ton of them with one really good essay. Yeah. You just got to do the work once. Just get off your lazy ass and write one good one. Exactly. Keep applying though because then if you accumulate so much of it, then you get that you get payment back. So you get to keep a couple thousand dollars instead of like having to you know, shell out a thousand or whatever it is. Exactly. I agree. Another one that I want to say is buy food that lasts long. You guys yeah, need to don't buy food. That's just, Oh, I could eat this in one day and it was fucking $12 and it's in the trash. You need to learn to buy food that will stretch you long periods of time. So you don't need to keep rebuying food. Canned food is a really big thing. You know, I, Okay. I'll admit, like, I'm a very, I try and live my life very healthily. I try and eat right. And that's harder to do, I will say. Like, living healthy is a lot more expensive than, like, unhealthy. And if you do do it, you have to get, like, the produce that's, like, fucked up. Or you have to go and get the shit that's, like, damn near a day away from mold. Yep. (laughs) And you have to eat that shit that night. Or you, like, you know, or Mike and I prep, too. We meal prep a lot now. And it helps. It stretches you out. Because, you know... If you buy a big thing of rice, like a 10-pound bag of rice, that's an example of a food that will stretch out. Oh, we can speak for that for sure. A long period of time. If you just get a big 10-pound thing of rice, you can – there's so many variations you could do with rice because if you buy just rice as the base, you could buy so many other foods to just put on top of rice that will be still taste different, but you still have that strong base to last you all the way throughout. That and you can flavor rice with all kinds of shit. You. Get some, get a lime, squeeze some lime on there. Lime cilantro rice. You can just throw soy sauce in there. You can make Spanish rice. You can do, uh, I don't know. There's fucking you could do stir fries. You could do like, chicken fried rice. You can do all kinds of shit. So, you know, guys, I I don't really have like sympathy on that because you can do more shit with rice and like potatoes too. Potatoes are relatively cheap. Buy them in, buy them in whole. Cut them up, fry them, do whatever you got to do. Bake them, whatever, whatever, however you want to eat them. Mash them up. You know, and then potatoes will last a long time. It's and not like I, and I know a lot of you guys are like, oh, I hate eating leftovers. I don't eat. Grow the fuck up and eat leftovers. Yeah, if you wanted to save money, if you, you know. yeah, if you if you're in the if you're in a good position where you don't need to, I'm I'm with you. Throw that shit the same day you make it. I don't care. But if you're penny pitching and you need to save money and you need shit to last out to the next month, you just make one big ass pot. Of whatever you want to cook that'll last you long and you eat that shit every day. Just suck it up. I agree. This is another thing that I think that a lot of people our age, or I won't say our age, but the younger age when you're like 18, 17, you know, you're getting to that age where you're about to get out of high school. This is one thing I will say that I'm glad I listened to my dad and my mom about this because there's so many times I've wanted to do this, but I never did is buy a car. Because if you buy a car, guys, you are owed to a payment and now your monthly expenses just became increased. So you have to make more money to cover that. So don't ever buy a car if you're going to go into like college or anything like that. Unless you absolutely need it, guys. And it's so like I, I see that and like that's a necessary expense for you. But if you can avoid it, avoid it as long as possible. Yeah. 
another tip I'll say too is you're going to have to spend money in college. There's no if and no if ands or buts about it. So get a really good credit card and buy the shit you need to buy with the credit card and start building your credit now. Start yeah. building your credit up so that when you do graduate, you have a really good credit so you can put a good down payment on a house or a car or whatever the fuck else you want to do. Yeah. Because you're going to be spending that money anyway. You might as well do it with a credit card and build the credit. Yeah, because you want to have like a, le- a su- I would say above a 750 is almost needed now for anything. Like se- but 700 to 750 is usually good, but 750 plus is usually where you want to be. 800 plus is the best. Yeah. So you want that good credit score for sure. And shout out to my mom because her credit score is goaded really yeah damn that's good yeah Start my dad has a credit, credit score my mom not so much he's kind <laughs> of a little irresponsible <laughs> but hey you'll learn you know yeah well i don't know she's fucking like, <laughs> she's already up there so i'm like my dad your dad's got to be like cover. my dad's got to be like you got to pay your credit card bill and she's like i don't know how to pay i'm like you just pay it through the app just also automate your I shit have it, no i have it set up to where when i use my credit card automatically pays my credit card off for me. I don't even need to fucking think. Yeah. And Automate so it's your building, shit. Yeah. It's building my credit up for me for fucking nothing. It does it for me automatically. We we live in a day and age now. You don't need to fucking do paper bills and send that shit out in the mail now. We have technology, guys. Take advantage of it. I agree. I don't like uh, I don't like checks, really. I like just doing it online. Because yeah. then it's a, there's an electronic record of it, and I can go back for five, six, seven years. Speaking of technology, I want to bring up my next tip. Okay. Download fucking Venmo right now. Or Cash App. Or Cash, Cash App. App. Any sort of – whatever one majority of your friends use because whatever your friends use, that's the one you need to download. Start splitting up shit. Like if you live in a room with people off campus and you're buying toilet paper, you know how much easier that cost gets. With, instead of you just spending $20 and getting toilet paper, you have four roommates. Hey, guys, can you just Venmo me 5 bucks for the TP? Yeah, sure. It, it's better for everybody because you're not getting fucked spending all the 20 for everyone's benefit. It's a split out even thing. Everyone pays their part and it's a lower price. Yeah. Sometimes split. you can like help out your homies too. Cause like Mike and I do this thing where like he'll like spend something like, or I'll buy something for him and he'll be like, oh, I'll Venmo you later. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not, but then I know like later on in the week, I'm like, yo, when we go and get dinner, I was like, just buy me like a drink or something. Like, and then we'll call it even. Yeah. I'm not saying like down to the fucking, you know, nickel or bro. whatever, but like, you know, <laughs> But you can, you can, out. There are things like that. You though. can split shit up with your friends. For sure. And it'll help take that burden off of you. Or just even doing a solid. If you're like, hey, man, I got TP this time. You mind getting it the next time? Yeah. Yeah, I got you, bro. I'll do you a solid. Like, For sure. It, it's all about like you know understanding where your friendships are. Yeah. I My next one is – this is the best one really. And it kind of helps like over-encompassing. But it's not really so much as a tip to save money. It's more so as a – tip in general if you're going to college this is for college kids if you're gonna go to school make getting through school your top priority everything else should come after that anything else you want to do anything else you're thinking of doing if your homie if you have an exam on monday and your homie hits you up on friday and is like hey there's a concert hey bro there's a concert because that turns into a bender guys because you get faded on Friday and you wake up half the day Saturday and your fucking head's pounding. So you don't do shit Saturday. And then Sunday comes and you're not prepared. So I will say this. Make getting through school your top priority. Make sure you go. Spend the time. Spend the hours. You know, it's going to suck a little bit. But then, you know, you usually get through it and then you get a little bit of money and you... And think of it this way. When you do graduate and you do get that good job, 
It'll all be worth it because then you can go do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's true. Because while they were out like partying and having fun, you were actually building skill to do some cool shit. Yep. So that's like my, that's one of my tips. It's not really a saving money tip. It was just more so a tip in general. Uh, but yeah, just folk, and it'll probably save you money, honestly, because if somebody hits you up and is like, Hey, I like, we should go out to this or like, cause I knew a ton of people in Boulder would always ask me, they'd be like, let's hit the bars. And I'd be like, bro, I'm good. Like, I like, I cannot be fucking spending cash like that. I'm like, I don't have money like y'all. Also speaking of bars to another like college ship, if you're over the age of 21, Get faded oh, using the cheap pre- alcohol at pre-game. liquor stores pre-game, pre-fucking game. Like that's such a good tip. Because if you obviously if you got it like that, you got it like that. But for us, me and D will go get some cheap fucking beer pre-game and get a really good buzz before we oh, we'll go get out. Like a handle sometimes, and then you can buy those fucking twenty dollars, thirty dollars drinks at the bar that just that carry point. you carry you through to the end of the night. But if you go there sober, and you have to buy all of those drinks to get to a drunk state. Yeah. You're talking 150. I don't know if you can drink like me and D, but you're talking $150. You're talking like $200 in a night to like try to get to that point versus when you spend $20, get a 24 rack and you can just pound them down before you go. Yeah. Or like you go and you buy a bottle and you buy a thing of pop or juice or something like that. Then you go again, big K or whatever the fuck it's called. You go, you buy that cheap soda, you buy that cheap, whatever come home and you're like i'm gonna make us a couple like let's hit a few shots you hit like three or four shots boom bro that shit's coming in real good you got a good buzz going and then you know whoever else is gonna hang out with you shows up you know you chill you probably drink a beer like mike says and then uh yeah then by the time you go out you're already pretty buzzed (laughs) you're already pretty good got a pretty good buzz going so then you just buy like one or two drinks at the night so then because if not then you're like mike said instead of paying you know in total 30 40 30 40 bucks for the night you're paying 150 200 bucks yeah because to get the same effect yeah if you're like if if you're like mike and i because mike and i can drink pretty heavily but i don't think if if you can't if you're one of those guys who could just get a beer and you're already fucking faded then by all means go to the bar and just buy the one beer yeah and you're gucci but no me me and d need to fucking pound some shit down yeah yeah i agree but yeah, anytime you can get a break too, anytime you get a somebody in or your family is like, yo, like, let me cover you. Don't be fucking too prideful to, or your homies like, hey, bro, I got you on this one. Be like, you sure? Like, I always say, you sure, bro? And it's like, yeah, sure. I got but you, just man. know, take that to heart because the next time you guys go out, it's up to you to cover your homie. Yeah. Like we said, do a solid. Don't just be a fucking fiend. And yeah. Steal from your fucking friends. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes, you know, you guys got each other and then like it works, it all works out in the end. You got to make sure it like works out in the end. Yeah. But there's that. And then like, I know our families are pretty good about like, you know, you go out to eat or something like that. And you're like, your family will like help you out. And be, like they know the struggle. They'll pay for your dinner for and that. And they'll be like, it, okay. it's, it's cause I think they just what know. it boils down to is your parents miss being your parents when you leave. That's true. When you go to college and you become like your own person and you're out on your own, they miss providing for you. So when they do finally see you again and they're like, oh, I'll get dinner this time. It's because they, they want to provide for you again. They they miss doing that, that parental love. And so don't take it as like, you know, a weakness or nothing like that. But And don't take advantage of your fucking parents either. No. Because just like I said with the generational wealth shit, 
I'm trying to break out and buy my mom a mansion and give her 100 milli to pay it back. So it'll all go full circle. For sure. You know, I, I think the same thing too is I'm like, if I can break out and like get enough money and make a ton of fucking cash, then yeah, I'm going to take care of my parents. I'm going to be like, I'll pay off your fucking house, do all your shit, like anything you want. You want a fucking addition? Let's do it. You know, whatever it is. But the thing is, is that you have to, like we were saying with the friends, you always have to get them back. And I never fucking forget that shit. If you fucking got me at least once, I'll remember that shit and you'll be a fucking homie and I'll help you out whenever the fuck you need it. Even if it was in school, if like my homie was like, bro, I'm like low key about to fail. I'd be like, all right, dog, you fucking help me out one time, like like some cash shit or whatever. And I'd be like, I'm going to help you out. Let's fucking work on this shit together. Like if you had an assignment to turn in, I'd be like, yo, look, this is how I did the assignment. Yeah, for sure. Hook them up. Do you have any more tips? Oh, mine was it, they. More of these were just came from like the brain type of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It was not like, oh, don't spend money on this. Oh, uh, what else? I don't know. I feel like just don't buy unnecessary shit. A lot of people buy unnecessary shit. Yeah, I, I think we're at a good stopping point for the tips. The main thing I do want to end it off with is you need to understand the difference between needs and wants. Google search them, open up the fucking Oxford Dictionary, whatever you need to do. Understand the difference between those two words and understand how to apply those two words to what you're doing in your life. For sure. That's the biggest thing. And then the next biggest thing is self-control. You need to learn it. Yeah. If you have self-control, you will you guys will be fine. You guys will be able to save money and you guys will do amazing things. And I hope you guys do. Yeah, I agree. Here's my last blurb I'm going to say. I'm going to say... Just have some fucking toughness, guys. Have a little bit of grit. Have a little bit of fucking swag when you do this shit. Don't bitch and complain that it's hard. It's hard for everyone. Don't think your shit situation is unique. It's not. There are plenty of people just like you. Uh, Also, continue to fucking work. Don't ever stop. When you think you've had enough and you think you've fucking gotten your teeth kicked in enough by school and college and paying bills and all this shit, just remember, you can keep going. It's not that fucking bad. Keep going. And I promise you when you get your degree and you get your shit that you've been working hard for, it'll all be worth it, especially for the right degrees, because then you'll get a job and then you'll instantly jump from I was making 20,000 a year to now I'm making 80,000 or 100,000 dollars a year. Mm -hmm. So it's always worth it just to keep going, guys. Trust me. Keep pushing and it will always pay out in the end. But anyway, that's probably going to be the end. Mike, you want to sign us off? I want to say... I hope you guys all have an amazing Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you guys celebrate. God bless you I guys. Hope, I sure. hope you guys finished the semester strong for all of the other students out there. We know the struggle. We know what you guys are going through. I hope you guys finished strong. I hope it all worked out for you. And just happy holidays, guys. Tell your mom and your dad and all of your family you love them when you see them. And just have a good, have a good happy holidays. Yeah. Off yeah. the rip. Let's go. The world we know. Like home, I wanna go back home